This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you again. Great to have you on this beautiful Thursday. Uh, we are here for Just Quality Home Improvements. You can give us a call, one 736 736 or text in 0427 154 Men's, how are you? I'm good, Bonds. It's good to be back in the chair yeah, tonight. Yeah, I missed you yesterday. But the man sitting in the chair where I am last night was Dizzy Gillespie. Were you a little bit starstruck? Um, not <laughs> a little. Yep. I was excited. I've known yep. I've known Diz and spoken to him plenty of times, so I know Diz reasonably well. Um, but yeah, it was still a little, it was still a bit exciting to have oh, have the man. Very cool, cap number three seventy, without a doubt. Very cool, and uh, look, hopefully, get him back in next week as well. He did manage to, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, he did manage to uh, mention his double hundred as well. I tried to avoid it. <laughs> I'm, but... sure he, I'm sure that he did. He signs off on it and every text message apparently. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, It's uh, test, match, test match day, men's, over in Perth. It is. And uh, look, I, I, I meant, I'll mention later in the show about the timing of it, but I, I do love the, the later timing in Perth because it starts a touch later. So it means that, you don't have to turn the TV on as early and it goes a little bit later into the night, which it, means that we're still only midway through the second session. Correct. And that is our hot topic tonight. Uh, thanks to Irrigear to save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions and also, also nutrient ag solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And the current score, men's, is Richie Benno. Yes, two for 222 <laughs> uh, after 53 overs. So Australia won the toss. Pat Cummins has won a lot of coin tosses lately. Yes. And uh, look, there was a little bit of a doubt or some questions about would you potentially bowl first on the pitch? Because there's a little bit green, but... Look, he made the right decision, bat first, uh, put the runs on the board, and they've certainly done that. And one man has done that in particular who has been spoken about a lot over the last few weeks. Yeah, Mitch Johnson, not exactly saying a lot today, but David Warner is with his bat. Well, Mitch Johnson is commentating. He's at the ground. And uh, look, it would have been an interesting watch to say the least for Mitch Johnson. But David Warner, currently 116, not out off 155. I am not surprised at all. I actually thought he was going to be our leading run scorer in this test match. And uh, he looks like he's well and truly on his well, way to put together a good score. Dizzy and I spoke last night about his current average over the last uh, couple of years. It's yep. only 25. If you take out the double hundred, yep. it's under 20. Yep. And he's only scored four hundreds in the last five years. Yeah, which again, it doesn't read yeah. pleasingly for him to stay yeah. in the team. Uh, if, he's, if your name's not Dave Warner, you're not playing for Australia. No, you're not. Uh, there's a few 
factors in this, I guess. And one that's rightly or wrongly, we're playing Pakistan. Their bowling attack's not as good as other teams. I've mentioned this a few times. He made 380 against them last time they were over here. So as a as an athlete, you have confidence against certain teams and certain sides and certain countries. And he, without a doubt, would have confidence against. It's a slightly different bowling attack to when they were last over here. But he would be full of confidence against this lineup, and he's shown it today. He's he's batted really well. He was very aggressive early, and is sort of just taking his time a little bit in the last couple of couple of hours. But yeah, he's batting really well. Um, Manus Labashain, he reviewed a stick. <laughs> he does this a few times, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I think our producer Jay's called him the new Shane Watson. Um, he he was out for sixteen LBW. That was absolutely plum. First ball after drinks. Uh, Uzi. Kawaja made 41 off 98 deliveries and Steve Smith, yeah, still there, 28 not out, going along with uh, Davey Warner is now at 122. Um, it's they're, they're bowling attack. What, it's been spoken about all day on SEN with the coverage over there, Colo and, and Adam White doing a great job with the rest of the team. But their bowling attack, it's a bit pop gun. Without, yeah, it is. Without Shaheen Afridi, they're, they're bowling at one twenty odd. Yeah, where are the like, wickets going to come from? That's that was the concern, and that's why Pat Cummins batted first because you know you're more than likely going to put a good score on the board. Pakistan needed to take wickets early in the first session. That did not happen, and now you do. You wonder where these wickets are going to come from. Uh, Dave Warner Smith Smith doesn't look like he's going to get out anytime soon, but. Yeah, there's just not a lot there. And they didn't bowl well either in the first session. No, they just bowled poorly. Like the, the pitch was doing a little bit. So yeah. um, there was opportunities for Pakistan, but they have bowled poorly. And look, we've, we've slowed down a little bit our run rate, but it's over four. And yeah. they're doing it at, e- at ease at the moment, yeah, Australia. Let, let's have a listen to the wickets today. Backfired. Shaheen bowls and gets past Kawaja again. Shout for caught behind. And he's given. Australia lose their first wicket. It's Kawaja for 41. It's one for 126. Fahim bowling here to Labashain. Strikes him on the pad. Past the inside edge. A given. First ball after drinks. Labashain wants to review. He walks up to David Warner. They are going to go upstairs. Completed the deliberations on the inside edge. Two reds and three reds hitting. His leg before wicket for 16. And as you mentioned, uh, Dave Warner brought up his 100 today. Jamal round the wicket to him and Warner short ball down towards deep four gets himself a boundary David Warner leaps with glee he's turned the clock back and what a brilliant way to start his final lap around the country yeah well done David Warner 100 and you mentioned the bowling attack without Afridi who's going to take the wickets Shazad Jamal Ashraf, I mean, you've never heard of any of these guys, and they're bowling like it, to be completely honest. Yeah, it looks like a grade cricket attack, um, but maybe not as quick as a grade, grade cricket Yeah, cricket it really attack. does. I mean, look, if Steve Smith doesn't go on here and make 100, I'd be quite surprised, to be honest, against this attack. We're in a great position. We, we've got Pakistan and the West Indies in the Test Series over here, so... It's going to be nice for a few guys that get the opportunities. They're going to be able to make some runs, and you wouldn't want to miss out. Um, yeah, look, I was really disappointed. I was, I'd expect uh, their, them to bowl better today, and they just didn't. Um, it was really, really disappointing. It is time for the good oil men's. Uh, thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested, and first gold pressed in northern Victoria. The good oil today is the NBA. It is the NBA, and uh, they made a good decision on Draymond Green. They decided to suspend him 
Can you just let us know what happened? Well, basically, this is the incident. Let's have a listen. Ooh. Oh, man. Well, that's going to be a flagrant. Yeah, for and sure. now they're going to just try to decide if they think it was excessive. It's going to be at least a flagrant one. Could be a two. Which would be an ejection. Well, that is a swipe across the face. We've seen Draymond do this before, men. He has done he this. He is just a roundhouse to uh, the head of Nurkic. How many... How many technical fouls has Draymond got in his career? Oh, it's it's thousands. Um, <laughs> but he is he is currently he's been ejected eighteen times oh. in his career, and that is the most among the active, active players. players yeah. yeah, and and it's it is directly affecting their team. The Golden State Warriors this year they started well. You thought that they might be a contender this season. They're now ten wins and thirteen losses. Steph Curry's not hidden his straps at the moment. Clay Thompson is nowhere. And mm. Draymond, what he's doing to that group and the energy that he is zapping out of the joint from doing things like this mid-game is absolutely killing them. And uh, they're in a world of pain at the moment. And Draymond, rightfully so, will be suspended. Yes, uh, well done to the NBA. That is the good oil for Coverham Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. We've got um, uh, some racing in the next segment. We do have some thanks, racing. Yes, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Toddy Gray and Chris Nelson from Queensland Racing is going to join us. Yeah, they will join us. We'll see if Toddy can tip us into a winner. Just a really quick tipping update. The Big Bash has gone through game week one. Oh, yes. So we are now just on a hiatus while the test is on. So after game week one, your update here. First position in our tipping comp, Sam Fantasia, our producer, myself and Chad Sayers as a part of the commentators are on five. Yes. And then in last position, yourself, Bonds, Travis Wagland, and How the listeners. Only one back on four. I was I was leading. Yes. And oh, the, well. well no, the listeners were leading. Oh they, yeah, they were. They were four from four and four from four. Four from seven. So it's close. We will uh we'll start back up game week two. We'll start next week. So we'll get back onto that for part of the Big Bash tipping competition. And thanks to Kia, Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9. I'm going to cross and speak to our good friend, uh, Barat Sundarason, or as he's uh, alter ego, Barry Sanderson. <laughs> so we'll speak to Baz. Um, top of the trees on tonight, men's. Thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Um, interesting top of the tree tonight you got come for us? Yeah, it is. The, the Big Bash is underway, so there will be a couple of new entries into the tree tonight, and a few Big Bash teams will climb into the tree. And a new segment, the good stuff. We're going to have some good stuff we for really you later. Will. Thanks to our good friends at Budget Car and Truck Rental. Get the good stuff with Budget Car and Truck Rental. Um, we're going to speak to Todd Gray and uh, after the break. And we He always gives us – he's always up and about, Toddy. He is, and he always picks a few outsiders. But I'm—he's well, he been, been going have, okay. He's been going okay. He might go a little bit, uh, a little bit shorter this time. I'm going to see what he says after the break. Back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Bonds and men's with you. You can be part of the show. Just Quality Home Improvements open line is one 736 736 or text in 0427 
one double six men's. We're going to cross to Chris Nelson now, thanks to the twenty twenty three Ladbrokes Inter Dominion. It's back in Brisbane. The twenty twenty three Ladbrokes Inter Dominion will light up Albion Park uh, this Saturday, and tickets uh, and available at id twenty three dot com dot au. Chris, welcome to the show. Bonds and uh, Dan, yeah, uh, tickets are available, but uh, you probably want to get a flight organised too if you want to get here. <laughs> now it's a big, it's a big night of racing on uh, Saturday night. It is, and, and interestingly enough, it kicks off pretty early. Uh, it kicks off our local time at four twenty-two in the afternoon. So we've still got racing going at Eagle Farm and all over the place. And yourselves will still be racing in Adelaide. Uh, when the actual meeting kicks off. And the, the race itself, the Inter-Dominion is run at 6.30 Queensland time, which I'm thinking is 7 o'clock South Australian time. I'm not that good at that yes. sort of stuff, but yes. that's, my, that's my estimate. Uh, so nice and early. So you can just continue on from uh, uh, Morfordville, I'm guessing they're racing this week, straight to uh, straight to the trot. So it'll be a good day, Nida. Have you got a uh, potential winner for us? Uh, where if the trots is not my uh, not my go-to, but I'll go with the local leak to fame, who's uh, everyone will be hoping wins and will be the favourite. So probably not much value there, but I'll give you a couple of tips for Eagle Farm, where we have a That'd really good great. meeting on Saturday. Yeah, we've got uh, got some feature racing there on Saturday. We've got the Grand Prix, which is a, a Group Three race for the three-year-olds, and some listed races as well. Let's go with race six, number seven, Shar of Goma. Uh, Chris Waller trains. Jimmy Orman rides, one of our leading jockeys. Uh, he's a horse that's very consistent. He just tends to draw bad barriers, but that's not the case on Saturday. He's drawn well, so he should settle in the first two or three and it'll be very hard to beat. Nice. Uh, race eight. Yeah, race eight. So this is the gold edition, and this is a, a race that's always a good lead-up for the Magic Millions three-year-old, which is about a month away. So keep an eye on this race form-wise going forward. Number nine, Abounding. She's a really good filly trained by Rob Heathcote. Uh, she was unlucky a lot two weeks ago. She went wide around the home turn. The winner cut the corner, and that was the difference. But I think a bounding can uh, can make amends on Saturday. And I'll give you one at odds too. Race nine, number five, Irish Songs will be double figures. Uh, not the best horse in the race, but I think he's the best placed horse in the race. There's a couple of queries on the better fancied runners. So happy to have something each way. Race nine, number five, Irish Songs. Chris, great to talk with you. Thanks for joining us, and we'll speak to you again very soon. Pleasure, guys. Look forward to it. Have a great weekend. Cheers, bud. Uh, Chris Nelson there from Queensland Racing. It's good. And we've uh, got a couple of nice little tips there. And thanks to Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. The great man is on the line, Todd Gray. G'day, mate. How are we, legends? You keeping well? Staying out of trouble or making it? Um, Yeah, both of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, little from A, little from B. Good stuff. (laughs) Exactly. How about yourself, Todd? What do we got tonight at Angle Park, the Greyhounds? What are we in store for? Uh, I've got two here tonight, lads, and my best bet is in race two. And unfortunately, um, half the field's been scratching this race, and the scary thing is there's only four dogs to start with. That's right, gentlemen. We have got a two-dog race in race two at Angle Park tonight. And uh, I guess technically you can say I'm tipping the roughy, but I don't know if you can consider $2.50 <laughs> that rough in a two-dog race. Um Listen, uh, in, in all seriousness, all jokes aside, I'm surprised he isn't your favourite here, and that is race two, number seven, Man of Substance. Now, there's only two dogs, as I said, Dipping Highland, Man of Substance. I think Dipping Highland, ability-wise, is a bit of a better dog, but this is a 700-metre race. Man of Substance is a better 700-metre dog. Look, Dipping Highland's never won over the 700, Man of Substance has, and 
last start, Man of Substance beat a very good field at um, Murray Bridge, and the start over 5.30, and the start before that, he won at 6.80. Now, the 680 at Murray Bridge is a much tougher run than the 6.43 at Gawler, which Dipping Highland has kind of made its own domain. I think the seven leads, the three at one point will use its elite, a better mid-race muster to hit the front, but every single drop of petrol the seven can make the three use, getting to the front, will come back tenfold in the last 100 metres. Um, I, I really, I am surprised he's not favourite. I'm happy to eat crow if I'm wrong here, but race two, number seven, man of substance. Look, you, you can look at it two ways. He's a 50% chance of winning, but he's also a 50% chance of losing. But I generally, I, 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 I am, I'm, I just think he's a, about a dollar over what he should be, and in a two-dog field, that's a lot. I thought this market would be completely opposite way around. Someone's right, someone's wrong. Either the people who did the markets or myself, but I'm happy to back myself in. Todd, I love that. When I saw that you picked uh, a greyhound in a two-dog race, I thought you'd want to be comprehensive with why this is going to win and not be wrong, and you've given us a comprehensive review there. That is a great point as to why Man of Substance should be favourite, and uh, you've told us it's going to win. So what's your other greyhound you've got tonight that you really fancy? Uh, this was on, on an each-way basis, lads, and it's race five, number two, Blossom Michelle. Now, I don't think she's, she's not the best dog in this race, but I reckon she's the best drawn, and I reckon she's a moral lead. Um, the second favourite in this race, number five, I think gets cut in half by the speedy six at the start. And this favourite in eight, look, it's the best dog in the race, but it's been MIA for a few months, and I haven't seen a trial or anything, so I'm sticking with the dogs I know rather than the dogs you, you, you guess. You know, I don't like doing guesswork here. Blossom Michelle has been a, getting better every single run she's had over 500 metres. She's had about four or five goes now. She's got better every time. Again, she will lead the inside division for mine. The six stays a bit wide, which is the only pacemaker. If she leads here, and I can see both these favourites finding a bit of trouble early and running up a couple of bums, I think she pinches a big enough break to, to win, and but definitely at least big enough break to make a podium. She is black figures for the drum, so you can go each way there. And worst case scenario, if it just doesn't all go to plan, uh, we run second or third, we make a we either get our money back or make enough to get a down payment on a paddle pop. That's virtually it. So race <laughs> five, number two, Blossom Michelle on an each way basis. Love your work, Toddy. We'll speak to you next Thursday. Cheers, legend. Look after yourself. Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing. And uh, imagine what you could be buying instead, men's. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We've lost a wicket. Smithy's out. He is. T. Smithy's out. Just as I said, I can't see him not going on and making 100 here. Yep. He, uh, Mockers. Yeah. 31 he made. I know. 31. So, look, Pakistan just getting themselves back in the test match. They need they need Warner out. I mean, they need Travis Head out too because we know he's going to go at a rapid rate of knots. But... Look, if they can get a couple more here and restrict us to 300, 350, they would yep. be stoked with they that. They would be very very happy with that. We're going to go across the Perth scene, speak to Barat Sunderace, and thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade probe partner. Everything you need to get the job done, shop in-store or online. Top of the trees coming up with men's for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And our weekend headlined, your local tyre power, big December deal sale. It's on now. Get four for the price of three on Toyo Tyres. And we'll give you a uh, score update. No, that's just gone from the screen. There it is. Three, four, 243. Warner's on 130. And Trav has just come to the crease. Travis head four off eight deliveries. In okay. a really good spot. Three for 243. Another, what, 30 overs to go on the day? Uh, yeah, still plenty of Yeah, uh, we should get up to day. 350 by the end of the day. Yeah. And that's where we're going to go next. We're going to speak to the great man with the great hair, and the colourful clothes for Rat Sunder Racing, right here on the summer edition of Sports ASA.
You are listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA with Bonds and Men's for just quality home improvements. The open line is 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. They are experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restoration. Um, men's, we're going to speak to uh, our good friend Barat Sunderason who's brought to us by Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Technology. Take a breath of fresh air, and this man is always a breath of fresh air. Baz, how are you? Yeah, very good, Bond. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I mean, exciting times ahead. Travis Head has just walked out to bat and hit three boundaries like he does. So, um, yeah, game shaped nicely. I just want to ask you your thoughts on the uh, on the pitch first. How was How did that look to you? Oh, I mean, there's so much more in this pitch than what we've seen the Pakistanis get out of it. Uh, and even that delivery that dismissed Steve Smith, uh, you could see it jagged uh, or nipped away from him. Uh, and Kuram Shahzad, the debutante, has been impressive uh, throughout the day. If if only Pakistan had been a little more disciplined, I uh, don't think Australia would have um, had it seemingly as easy as they have so far. So, Barat, do you reckon there was a possibility of thought in Patrick Cummins' mind that maybe we have a ball first then on this pitch, or do you think it was always going to be batting? No, nah, I think it's always going to be batting, especially because, you know, this pitch will only get faster from this point on. Um, and, you know, Australia are always at their best in home conditions, and especially on pitches like these when uh, they bat first, put a big score on the board, and then they can dictate terms. And, I mean, that's what they'll be looking to do from this point on. Uh, and just listening to David Warner there um, at the tea break as he walked off, uh, you could hear him tell Adam Gilchrist on TV that uh, there are a lot of runs still to be scored for Australia because batting is not as straightforward as it uh, as he especially has made it look so far. I was about to ask you about that. There hasn't been much talk or coverage of David Warner in recent weeks at all, and uh, he just comes <laughs> out and makes 100. Uh, that's a nice way to just uh, put everyone back in their place. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that's one way of looking at it, but that's just pretty much the narrative of his career, right? Every time um, he gets criticized, if he gets pushed into a corner, and at times he pushes himself in a corner because that's often the best uh, version of David Warner, the, 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 the fiery uh, fighter that is David Warner. And, you know, and when he is in that position, uh, as he is right now, sorry, man, uh, uh, it, he comes out with the goods and uh, it, it's, I called it earlier on radio. I mean, if this is his farewell tour, um, he did uh, play one of his greatest hits, uh, even though, like I said, it's not always been easy for him today. Um, Barat, Pakistan, they, they've changed their coaching panel. They've changed their captain. And look, they're in disarray once again. Uh, they normally mm. can be dangerous in this circumstance, but it still looks the, like the wheels are a little wobbly at the minute. I think it's the lack of pace, to be honest, uh, Bonds. Yes. You know, uh, you're right. I mean, that they like David Warner. When they are pushed into the corner, when they're left with nothing much to lose, is when they play their most dangerous cricket. But I guess it's like I said. You just think of a better bowling attack if Nasim Shah was fit, and here uh, Shaheen and him together on this pitch would have been quite a handful. Yes. But uh, even with Kozam Shahzad, as impressive as he's been at times, it's just not had that zip and. I think you will get a better picture of this pitch and just you know how much better Pakistan could have made use of it once Australia have a go, uh, hopefully for their case, uh, sometime later tomorrow, because they don't want to bat big like they did 
four years ago and also even two years ago here last year against West Indies when they made what well over 500. So, Barat, everyone sitting at home and watching, we're three for 259 after 60 overs. They might be listening to you guys on the call and on the coverage. Probably expecting we're just going to go out and make 500 and then they'll come in and we'll bowl them out cheaply and the game will be over. Are we going to see it just as that is probably scripted or is there anything else we might see in this match? Uh, no, I think getting to 500 is not going to be as straightforward as people might think because, yes, you have Mitch Marsh and Alex Carey to come after this uh, uh, and, and David Warner's uh, well set and looking for a big score and Travis Head has started well. But like I said, the ball is still doing enough and uh, Shaheen Afridi just started his fourth spell of the day uh, and he's, he's just got better and better and better. So have Pakistan. I mean, just compare uh, their the bowling from the lunch break onwards to how they went to the first Session. And you expect that, right? Two debutants on the big stage uh, against Australia, against David Warner in that form. Uh, you know, they were very indisciplined. They kind of played into Australia's hands, but they've gotten better and better and better with the ball. Uh, and so if, they, if Australia are to make 500, it, it won't be uh, just a walk in the park from this point on. Barat, uh, Usman Khawaja came out on social media last night uh, talking about equal rights for everyone, wearing a black armband mm-hmm. today. Is that the talk of the press box? It was. I mean, definitely played a, a huge role in uh, the lead-up to this test match. And understandably, right, when someone does take a stance, take a stand, it's never easy. And I have all the respect in the world for Usman Khawaja doing that. Uh, it takes a lot of courage. And uh, one thing he's shown a lot of in the last two years or so is just a lot of gumption to come out and speak his mind about things that he believes strongly in. Uh, regardless of whether you agree with him or not, you have to... I get inspired by that. Um, and, and look, I mean, uh, he's come for uh, come in for a lot of flack from different sections of society. Uh, I, I mean, even people like me who supported him uh, on social media have come in for a lot of flack and criticism. But mm. there is always negativity out there. But the fact that he still powers on and um, continues to speak his mind, uh, I think, is is a sign of where he is in life and uh, how a lot about his character as a person. It does. It says a lot about his character, as you just mentioned. I want to ask you about Pakistan. Everyone knows the Australian lineup. Who's going to make the runs for Pakistan when they bat more than likely tomorrow? Who is it that we've got to keep an eye out for that potentially could make some runs on this wicket and cause the Aussies maybe a little bit of trouble? No, look, there are quite a few of them. Obviously, Babar Azam will be someone who everybody will look forward to seeing. He's one of the best in the world. Uh, but Abdullah Shafiq uh, showed what he can do on uh, or in home conditions against Australia. He's coming off a big double hundred. Uh, uh, and Saud Shakil has had a great start to his test career. So do Aga Salman, who we've seen bowl a lot today. Uh, so there is a lot of batting uh, in that Pakistan lineup. So uh, going back to one of your earlier questions, it's even though even if Australia do make it 500 or make it to 500, uh, there is no guarantee that they're just going to roll over this Pakistan lineup. Batting is their strength. Uh, and I expect them to put on quite a show. And, and hopefully for, for the rest of the summer as well, they do that <laughs> because we want a competitive start to we the do. summer uh, and, and something to look forward to, to Melbourne and Sydney. All right, Baz, get back to work behind the mic. Uh, great chatting with you, and we'll speak to you later on. I'm straight back on. Thanks, Baz. Thanks so much. Bye. Barat ripped uh, out of the com box, and now he's back racing in there. Uh, we appreciate his time. Um, always a good chat. And... Um, calls himself an Adelaide 
guy now. He is. And literally, as you said, literally got out of the con box to be able to talk to us for that seven and a half minutes, and he's straight back in there. That's elite. Yeah, fantastic. Time for a new segment, men. This is exciting. The good stuff, thanks to Budget Car and Truck Rental Moving House. Use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget Car and Truck Rental 132727. Um, you're going for it. You're I am going stuff. for it. I've got the good stuff tonight. And the good stuff is, we'll go to America for this. It is Shohei Otani and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, if you follow sport, you might have seen or heard about this contract in recent days that's been signed. Shohei Otani signed a $700 million contract over 10 years. $700 million. US as well. So it's US. more than a billion Australian dollars. Over 10 years. So... If you can do the math, it's about $70 million a year to play baseball. Now, he pitches and he bats. There's not many others in the league that can actually do that, and he is arguably the best at both in the league. It's why his contract is unbelievable. He's from Japan, so the following he's got is amazing. But the reason why it is the good stuff is the way the contract has been structured. So this has came out in in recent days. This is staggering bonds. So over... The 10 years, the deal's actually, he's going to get paid for 20 years. Over the next 10 years, he's getting $2 million a year. So just $2 million. He's not getting any more than that. Okay. The next 10 years, when his contract's finished, the next 10 years after that, he is going to get $68 million a year. So he's going wow. to get paid $2 million a year for the next 10, so $20 million over the next 10 years. Then he's going to get $680 million over the following 10 years. Now, you're thinking, why would they do that? Why would it be structured that way? Well, what this does is, the, the, and the laws and the rules are LA has to put that money aside because they need to pay him the $700 million. So they will put aside $700 million. Now, I'm just going to put this to you. If they put it in a bank account that's at 5% interest yes, in an offset account, they will make roughly $35 million a year. So over 10 years where they're only paying him $2 million a year, they will make half of that $700 million back in interest, which is $350 million. So effectively, Shohei Otani wins massively and the Los Angeles Dodgers nearly pay for his contract from the bank. That is very smart. And uh, that, that, that's good stuff, man. That, that is good stuff. There's been a lot of mixed opinions on this saying, is that fair for other teams? Should they be able to do this? Will we see this in Australian sport in the I future? I don't know. I hear he's a triple threat too. He's got the voice of an angel. Oh, he's, I just made that up. He does absolutely everything. Though. He's a, <laughs> look, he's a good-looking man too. So he's, yes. he's got a lot. Good-looking rooster. got a lot going for him. And again, he's going to get paid $20 million while he's at the Dodgers the next 10 years. His contract finishes in 10 years' time. He might not be at the Dodgers and he's going to get $680 million the next 10 years after that. He might not even be in the ballpark. Wow. That is incredible. So maybe one day we'll see it in the AFL players getting paid down the track when they're not even playing anymore. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Uh, your top of the tree is coming up it very, is. very shortly, and we'll give you a quick quick cricket update. And Australia currently three for 263, Warner on 139, and Travis Head on 15. We're motoring again. We are absolutely flying as another player miss. <laughs> Let's keep going. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. I love this time of the week, men. It's the top of the tree time thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Take it in, but don't look down. I'm on top of the world. Hey. I'm on top of the world. Hey. 
Men's top of the tree. So this is where you look at the top 10 Australian teams across Australia. Yeah, all of sport across Australia. This is my favourite segment. I love doing this. I rank all the teams against each other from the different sports, and we'll tell you who is currently the best team in Australian sports. So, Bonds, you've got last week's rankings. I do. At 10, it was the Townsville Fire and the WNBL. At 9, Melbourne City Women. At 8, Western Sydney Wanderers. At seven, the Jack Jumpers from Tassie. At six, the Perth Wildcats. At five, the Wellington Phoenix in the A-League. At four, Melbourne United in the NBL. Yes, that's a basketball team, not a a soccer team. Uh, Brisbane AFLW number three. Adelaide Giants at number two. And the Adelaide Strikers WBBL champions at uh, number one. They were at number one, which means that this week the WBBL and the AFLW teams are out as their competitions are done. Yep. They stayed in a week after it's done. So I've taken the number one and the number three teams out, Brisbane Lions and Adelaide Strikers. So there's a few spots available. The top of the tree is free for the taking. So let's get into the week six rankings in top of the tree. Firstly, who has fallen out of the tree? Well, there's been a few. The Western Sydney Wanderers in the A-League, they Ooh. are out. Another loss for them. So yes. it means that they've dropped down out of the tree, but also down the A-League table. So Another one coming tomorrow night too. Correct. We hope so. Come on, LA United. Uh, <laughs> Perth Wildcats are also out of the tree. Right. Reactionary potentially, but they yes. lost to the worst team, I believe the worst team, Illawarra, by 18 points. They did. You can't, you can't be losing to the worst team in your competition and stay in the best 10 teams in Australia. And the last one is the Melbourne City, the women's A-League team. They're probably the best team in the comp. But, again, they lost to a team a little bit lower down the table. If you lose, I'll be a harsh critic here, but you're out. You're out of the tree. You've got to keep performing if you want to stay in the tree, men's. You do. And these teams have. So on the lower branches, we're going to stay at number 10 with Townsville in the WNBL. They've been dominant in their league. They won by 25 last weekend. They deserve their spot at number 10 on the rankings. Which means that at number nine, I've moved this team down four spots. It's the Wellington Phoenix in the A-League. They lost to Newcastle on the weekend. I I toyed and flirted with the idea of dropping them out. But they've had such a good season so far this year. They're still second on the A-League table. So I'm going to give them another chance this week. If they let me down, they will certainly fall out of the tree. Fair. At number eight, we have gone with a new side, top of the table. Welcome to the tree, MacArthur. In the A-League. Right. Four wins, three draws, zero losses. They knocked off Sydney on the weekend. Again, the A-League is, out of all the competitions currently in Australia, the hardest league to pick, the hardest league to tell who actually is the best team in it. Currently, it's MacArthur. Only just, but it is MacArthur. Welcome to the tree, MacArthur. At number seven, we've got a few new additions coming. So we talked about last week the big bash being on and that potentially a team or two might jump in. I found it really difficult to rank these teams. So at number seven, welcome to the tree, the Sydney Sixers. Yes. A couple of wins from their games. They have looked very good. We know what they are as a franchise and uh, they could easily be higher on the tree. But I've moved them into the tree and they come in at number seven. Which means that at number six, I've put the Brisbane Heat just above them at six in the tree. Welcome to the tree. They've had two wins and a rained out game. So effectively, they're on five points from their three games. Their net run rate is sensational. It's probably the reason I put them above the Sydney Sixers. So they come in at number six, which means that I've put these teams together because I think that the top three teams in the Big Bash at the moment are very even. The, The Perth Scorchers. 
They had an, a rained out game as well in their first one, but what they did last night to the Melbourne Stars, that we, we thought the Scorchers would win, their team would be too good against the Stars, but they dismantled them. Bowled them out for 101, and then a couple of hiccups in the chase, but did it easily. They just look a very powerful unit again. They look the ones to beat after they, only, a, only a few games. Correct, they do. And so that's the thing. They... They haven't actually um, won as many games as the Heat and the Sixers, but they haven't lost yet. They had that game rain affected that they yes. didn't get a result. So a win and a draw, but the reigning champs, I mean, I can't put anyone in the big bash ahead of them at the moment. So they come in at number five, which means that we get to the top four. And at number four, Bonds, I think you'll like this pick. This is the team that's new to this week's rankings. Straight into the Straight in number to four number spot. four. I okay. have had them in there once before. I alluded to them climbing the tree last week. Yes. It is the Brisbane Bandits in the ABL, the Australian yes. Baseball League. They were so close last week. They're now 11-5. and five. They're nine wins from 10 games in their last 10 matchups. They're only one game back from the all-conquering Adelaide Giants. Yep. They're, there's clearly two... Two standout teams teams in the ABL and the Brisbane Bandits, they deserve their fourth spot on the rankings of the best teams in Australian sport, which means we get to the top three teams. And at number three, this team is rolling at the moment. Love watching them play. It is the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. I've moved them up four spots. They won last week 80 to 97, which was a win away from home against New Zealand, who we know are good. Hmm. They're now nine and five and are playing... Arguably as good a basketball as anyone in the competition. So I've got them there at number three on the rankings. I know you're high on the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, you asked me last week if they can make, if they'll make the top four. And uh, yeah, they'll make the top four. Oh, Don't worry about that. The way they're playing, they'll certainly make the top four. It's whether they win the whole competition. Yes. Which means that we get to the final two teams. And at number two, I've kept the Adelaide Giants at number two. From the Australian Baseball League, they went two and one over the weekend. There was one game that was rained out. They are now 11 and, 11 and four on the rankings. So 11 and four win loss. They go to Canberra this weekend, who has been the worst team in the ABL. Yeah, they played tonight. So realistically, they should be able to get the job done again and win another series and keep rolling. We, we mentioned that the Scorchers look like they're set to go back to back. The Giants are as good a chance as any to do that as well. So they are at number two, which means that at number one, I had this team there for a couple of weeks. I moved them down one last week, but they are back. They're into the number one spot again. The best team in Australian sport right now is Melbourne United in the NBL. I moved them down after a bad loss to Cairns last weekend, but then after a massive 103 to 68 bounce back win over Brisbane, they showed that they are the best team in the NBL. They pulled Brisbane's shorts down. They really did. That was embarrassing for Brisbane. Without a doubt, it was. And so they, for mine, are currently the best team in Australian sport, Melbourne United in the NBL. But now that the Big Bash teams are in there, there is six, seven teams that could lay claim to being the best team in the country. And I look forward to updating the rankings in top of the tree in the next few weeks. So that top 10 again, starting from 10, the Townsville Fire, the Wellington Phoenix, MacArthur Football Club at eight, Sydney Sixers, at seven, Brisbane Heat at six, Perth Scorchers at five. So three BBL teams in the middle. The Brisbane Bandits jump in at number four. The Tassie Jack Jumpers at three. Our Adelaide Giants at two. And Melbourne United, Chris Golding and his team are flying. They are flying. They've got two big matchups this weekend. They take on South East Melbourne tonight. And then... They, they take on 36ers. The and look, the only thing that's maybe wow. in the 36ers' favour is that they'll be backing up 
two games in three yeah, days. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a serious thing. That yeah. is. Um, so you never know, but I think they'll keep rolling United. If they can get two wins from two games this week, then it'll put them in a great position to finish as minor premier in the NBL. Love that, men's. Okay, it's a weekend headline time. Our weekend headline is uh, we pick a certainty, an upset, and a prediction for the coming weekend. Yeah, we do. And so if we take a look back at last week, I, my certainty was the Giants will win under the, off the back of Lachlan Wells. They did it again, so that's mm-hmm. a tick. Yours was the heat to beat the Stars. A little bit more out there, but I like it. They did it convincingly. Tick. That's a tick. Uh, upset, 36ers I had to beat Cairns. Didn't happen. Uh, you had the heat to beat the Strikers. Yes, didn't happen. Washed out. <laughs> Didn't lose it, though. We'll give you a half a mark there. And uh, predictions. Well, we both were a little bit off here. I had Josh yes. Phillippe wearing the yellow hat after the yes. first week. He made a couple of runs, but nowhere near wearing the yellow hat. And you had LA United to win. Yes. Which didn't happen they as well. They let me down. They did let you anyway. down. So we both got the one correct last week. Let's see if we can try and get at least two this week. So let's start with our certainty for the week. And I'll let you take the new ball here, Bonds. My certainty is couldn't be any more certain. Dollar and one cent, you reckon? Dollar and one. Maybe even less money than that. <laughs> Dollar and point one. Um, David Warner will now play the next two test matches after tunning up today. Yeah, uh, I mean, without a doubt, we think it was going to happen anyway. Even mm. if he, even if he That's came right. out and made five, I, I think he still would have been picked. Yeah, but you're right. Um, he certainly has put a few people back in their box. How about Mitchell Johnson sitting in the commentary box today and watching that? That would have been an interesting watch for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, nah, it's a good one. That's a certainty. That's What's yours, why, mate? That's why it's a certainty. Mine is the Adelaide Giants versus Canberra Cavalry. Tomorrow night, Friday night, Lachlan Wells on the mound again. I've said it every single week that they will win off the back of him. He hasn't given up a run yet this year. Why would I change my certainty? He's still not going to give up a run. They're going to win again. Are we going to the next home series? I think, I think we might. Yeah, I think we should. We have to get along, to the, which is Perth. Eric, are you listening? <laughs> we need to come along. We do, Eric. <laughs> uh, leading into Christmas beautifully. So uh, we'll see you down there to see the Adelaide Giants host Perth. Yes. My upset is Adelaide United will beat Western Sydney Wanderers away. Ooh, that's, that is a good one because the Wanderers have been very good this season. Stumbled a little bit of late, but mm. we won't be the favourites in that. So I like that. It's a good upset. I'm going back to the NBL. I'm going New Zealand away from home to beat the Cairns Taipans. I think they Ooh. can get the job done. I think New Zealand's so hot and cold, but their best is good enough to beat Cairns. Hard to beat up there, too. They are. Ooh, I like that. That's a, that'll be an upset for sure. Yeah, well, what's your uh, prediction? My Bons? prediction is that Shaheen Shah Afridi will take the most wickets in this test match. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, currently, he, he took... he's he's the only bowler that's, yeah. that Pakistan have, and the Aussies will share him around, I reckon. Yes. So, I think he might take five or six, maybe seven for the game. And uh, Australia, yeah, I think they'll share them around. The so, only way that potential, well, there's ways it doesn't happen, but one thing that could go against you is if we continue making runs. We made 8,000 in the first innings. And we he's only going to bowl once. The follow-up. Yes. So, Which doesn't happen very often these days. No, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah you're, I like that. It's a great prediction. My prediction is there will be at least five goals scored in the Adelaide United-Western Sydney Wanderers game. So Western Sydney, they haven't given up many goals at all, but they've just struggled a little bit the last couple of weeks. I think the shackles will come off and we'll see a pretty attacking game and there'll be five goals plus in that game. 
Our weekend headline was brought to you by Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. Another big week, men. Massive been massive. Uh, thanks to Dizzy for filling in yesterday. He was great to have him in the studio, and I hope everyone enjoyed Dizzy being in with us. Without um, a doubt, they would have. Yeah. Uh, so, look, um, what do you got for the weekend? Uh, the weekend ahead, I will be heading down to Kurong tomorrow, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, so, got some training down there, which would be good. We've got a little barbecue and uh, club night, which would be great. So, I'll do that. And then um, a little bit quieter, watch the test. It's it's a good time, the test, isn't it, over in Perth? It just it is. stays on a little bit longer. So, that's what I'll be doing. How about yourself? Uh, Celtics and 76ers on Saturday yes. morning. Can't wait for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously watching the test match as well. Might swing the golf clubs on Sunday. Who Ooh, knows? Weather's starting to get better as well, too. Our have, cyclone's gone. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you on Monday for the summer edition of Sports ASA. Bye.